Hi, you're welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real, where we always keep it real. My name is Luna B, your host. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Let's Get Real family. And if this is not your first time, thank you for sticking around. This episode is special because I have a very special guest joining me. The name of my guest today is Julie DeLuca Collins. Julie is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Coaching. She is also the host of the popular podcast, Cassad the Confidence. Julie began a career as a pre-kindergarten teacher and later worked with middle school students. Over the past 20 years, she has worked as a senior executive in the education industry field. She recently completed a tenure as Chief Innovation Officer for an academic solutions company based in New York City. Throughout her career, she has acquired significant expertise in policy making to developing and running business operations. Julie has been a mentor and coach to women in the professional world and leadership programs at community colleges in her area for the past four years. In her free time, she volunteers for several organizations like the United Way of Central and Eastern Connecticut, Women United since 2014. She also volunteers as a mentor for Launch Your Leadership Journey program at Asnontok and Tong Six Community Colleges. She also serves as a cabinet member for Urban Alliance of Arford. Julie has spent a couple of summers working in Haiti on mission trips with Praying Pelicans Missions. I am so excited that she decided. I am so excited that she has agreed to join me on this episode. I will be back with Julie shortly. Thank okay, got you it. for joining me, Mrs. Right? I'm right, Mrs. Is it? Well, Miss. Miss. Okay. I, I I don't go by the Mrs. I, I, oh, I'm oh. I'm not old-fashioned like that. Okay, Miss. <laughs> but I am married, Julie so. De, okay, Miss Julie Deluca Collins. Thank you very much That's... for joining me. You have a very unique story. Uh, so let me just ask you the first question. Uh, would you say you have always been goal-driven? Because I'm very, very interested, especially when it comes to goals. So, and I see that you have a lot to say on that. So, have you always been goal-driven or did something happen for that to come out? Yeah, so I have always been very goal-driven. I I grew up in a family that was oriented to success and, and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. So, from a very early age, I was always told to... Um, you know, to shoot for the stars, to go high, to achieve high. My dad was also a very influential in my life, as were my maternal grandparents. And they really always uh, instilled in me. I, I think, unfortunately, from an early age, though, although I was always told to go after my goals and succeed and and work hard i think that i didn't really know how to be able to do that successfully in a sense because i i um i would be very hard on myself when i didn't achieve goals as opposed to really learning and and understanding how the experience changes you and makes you better okay so would you say it was art 
uh, haven't been taught from being so young to be goal driven would you say it's better to leave it off till when you're a bit older to come to that realization so i i think that obviously wisdom comes with age but it's important that as we're teaching kids and and, and we're teaching other people that it's okay to go after your dreams, that we also let them know that failure is part of the process. And that not hitting the goal is okay as long as you continue to one, move forward and continue to to just uh, really make a, a dedication to whatever you set your goal out to be. Yes, that is true. Uh, I do think it's not good to go into when you're setting goals, go to go into it blindly, thinking, not realizing the fact that you know there is the chance that you just might not succeed. It's all mm-hmm. usually leads to a feeling of disappointment. I definitely agree. Uh, you have worked as a senior executive uh, in education sector for more than twenty years. What prompted you to go into education? So I came from a family of educators, so it seemed like education was going to be a a, a natural progression for me. I really, I I started teaching at a pre-kindergarten level, and then I moved to working in in working in in, uh, educational, um, religious education for middle school students at one point in my life. And although I really enjoyed it, uh, there was something missing, right? There was something that I really enjoyed. I was always taught to be a leader from an early age. And in education, if you are not um, looking to be a principal or in that direction there isn't a lot of room for growth and I knew that I wanted to impact not only students but I wanted to impact the people that touch the lives of students and I I wanted to do more and I also was really attracted to the business world and it just so happened it 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 was sort of uh, the opportunity found me where the organization um saw my resume and thought that my skills in business because i put myself through school working in retail and working in business that um it was a good marriage of two skills not only the educational understanding and the education uh background and working with schools and working with teachers and students and parents but also understanding how uh business runs right and my first organization that i worked with it was a phenomenal experience it's a great organization they've been around for over 40 years and they really impact the lives of students so it was um such a great opportunity for me to learn from some of the best in the field wow that that's good would you say that you found it hard to tie in the two of them like business and the education or would you say they, they sort of go hand in hand especially in the sector you worked in so I, I think that a lot of people tend to, especially if you're in the education in the in, in the education part yes. of schools and school management, you you know you think of business as money and money making. Yes. And actually, this happens in many industries. You look at business, you look at money making exactly. as something that is not necessarily positive. However, it, it is very important to to sort of be, have an open mind and understand that sometimes. Um, the private sector and not so mm-hmm. much the public sector which is where education in the United States runs as um, yes. does have the the beneficial 
um, byproduct of allowing allowing companies to work and help them support you know for instance right now with the with the crisis that we're under with the pandemic there is a lot of innovation that businesses have been able to provide to education that has enabled them to continue to move forward and i yeah and i think that that's such an important thing to be able to not necessarily judge something because you know we think oh you know they're only here to make a buck right but really be able to look (laughs) with an open mind and anything and any any partnership or any company or any organization and say how can we work together and achieve a goal together because i think that partnerships is where we are able to achieve more yeah definitely two people doing something together is going to be better than one person that's for sure uh, right, you, right. You are you are the founder of your organization, Go Confidently mm-hmm. Coaching. That's correct. Uh, can you tell me more about what it's about, what you do? Absolutely. So, Go Confidently Coaching and and Go Confidently Services is sort of a dream of mine. It's something that, for the most part, I thought, you know, someday, someday, I don't know, I I will do something <laughs> for myself. Um, yes. But I, I I really have been working. As I continue to throughout my career in mentoring, coaching, supporting women, supporting small businesses, supporting people and giving of my expertise in any way that I could. And one the thing that I was really passionate about is really being able to some of the things that have made me successful, uh, be able to climb up the corporate ladder, be able to um, have the confidence to go after some of my dreams, whether it be yes. personal or professional, I think that there's there's a lot of ways in which the more that you are given, the more responsibility you have to be able to give back to others. And for yes. me, I found that um, I, I wanted to really, you know, be able to give some of the things that I've learned as a natural educator, go back and educate others on the lessons that I've learned that have helped me throughout my life. So Go Confidently Coaching came about as uh, an opportunity for me to utilize some of the coaching skills. I was able to get a coaching certification last year. I'm, I'm wow. a cognitive behavioral uh, technique coach. I am also okay. holistic coach certified and wow. have done a certification as a facilitator for social emotional learning skills for teachers, parents, and students. And this is so important because the emotional resiliency is part of what makes a person confident and successful. So I began the organization to be able to provide the support system, whether it be to individuals or to businesses that are looking to grow and are not sure how to do it and need a roadmap. Wow. That's really great. I mean, you, you most definitely have a lot to share. Uh, would you say you focus on a certain group of people that you coach? Is it women? Is it ki- or do you do you, you coach everyone? No, so I, I, you know, I do what you do best and delegate the rest is one of my mottos. But also, (laughs) I I think one of the things that, you know, you cannot be everything to everyone. everyone. And for me, although I I would love to help everyone, and in some ways, I think that sometimes I do. But one of my main goals is to really be able to specialize in people, women like me, who, or, or, or women who, for instance, never 
<clears throat> if I had not had the right influences in my life, if I had not had the right support system, I don't know if I would have had the opportunities or go after the opportunities that presented themselves in my life. So I, I want to be able to pinpoint the women who, you know, have big dreams, but feel yes. that they're not able to achieve able them. To achieve them. So I, I work with women and a lot of these women, whether it be looking to attain goals for their life personally, maybe they want to lose weight or maybe they, they want to have a more fulfilling career or the women who are dreaming a little bigger or maybe had dreamt a little bigger and are stuck in the mud, right? And they started a business and, and they really feel like, oh, I, I really want to grow my business, but are not sure how to do it because they were never part of the business world and they were never given the tools. So my, because I've had the experience of being in the, in the business world, I've had the experience of negotiating contracts, building a business, understand what it takes as far as the financials, because a lot of women also are afraid of financials, right? But if yes. you don't know what your business requires for capital or how much money you need to have in order to, to, to pay your vendors or how yes. much money you need to invest for advertising and how to pay yourself, which is a very important thing. I think a lot of women um, sort of figure it out. Oh, I, I sold something for $20. Yes. I made money. Well, yes. if it costs you $10 to make it, it costs you $2 to advertise it, then, and everything is good. The $20 you made is going back into your business and you're not paying exactly. yourself. You're not being successful. So it's important to make sure that uh, we come with a clarity and, and through my coaching, I help women analyze not only their business plan, but a strategy for moving forward. And then the base skills that it takes to operate the day-to-day -day tasks of a business wow that that is a lot and it's really helpful I mean a, a lot of people going into business a lot of women especially going into business do need to have these skills because I feel like overlooking those skills uh, that are very important but people don't seem to find important usually uh, hinders the business from moving forward especially uh -huh. when you're not sure about the territory you're going on. So I think what you're doing is really great. You mentioned that you were an, you are an holistic coach. Yep. Uh, can you just expand more on that? I, would like, I definitely do not really know what that means. Okay, that's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that because I think that <laughs> in this day and age, um, a lot of people, um, you know, hear the hear the the voice the 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 word holistic coach and what does it mean and and yeah. how um, how does it work? But holistic coaching is actually something that I was certified through one of the um, one of the organizations and one of the leading experts, um, uh, Margaret Moore. And really, mm -hmm. holistic coaching is something that takes into account every part of um, you know, a, a different approach, right? And it's solution yes. focus. And it really focuses on the larger picture and hitting all of the areas of, of self-improvement other than just one. I think that in many ways, um, many coaches, you know, you'll have a confidence coach, or you'll have a business coach, or yes. you're going to have a coach that is working specifically in your weight loss or is working on your relationships. As a holistic coach is an approach because really everything is interrelated if you have yep. poor self-esteem and yes. you are trying to grow a business can a person with low self-esteem grow a business yes 
but there's a lot of difficulty and a lot of uh, obstacles that really can come mm -hmm. and um, really get in your way. So as a holistic coach, one of the things that I try to take into account is how does this interconnect to, to you know, how, how does you having kids at home and trying to make dinner and homeschool them and then be a nice wife, how does that yes. impact how you're feeling and the energy that you're bringing into your own business? So wow. really be, being able to, um, you know, take everything that is happening in your life and work through everything because how you show up in one area of your life yes. is how you show up in Tells every other area of your life. So it's definitely. important to, to know that. Wow. Uh, I feel like maybe that's a time that not everyone really knows, but uh, in the ending, it's good to have someone who who is knowledgeable and who will walk you through so many of the obstacles that we just mentioned because there are so many of them and if one were indeed to have a coach for everything <laughs> that would be right. a lot of coaches <laughs> a lot of coaches absolutely and and you know for instance one of the things that we talked about right i mean i i, I certainly want to be able to um to help women in their business because i have the experience and know how the the capacity to do that but also yes. one of the biggest things is that i i want to help women be self-sufficient and sustainable and this may mean having the ability to then also handle the challenges not only for their business but that come up in yes. everyday life if you're if if you're working to grow your business in xyz manner and you don't feel motivated to maybe make the phone calls or to look at the at the budgets or create the budgets you're also there are probably areas in your personal life that you don't feel um, as motivated as you need to in order to be successful yes that's that's definitely true what uh, if someone were trying to start a business from scratch Mm -hmm. What is the advice that you would give the person? Like, what is the first thing that that person should put into consideration if you want to start a business? I think that the first thing that they should put into consideration is really being able to analyze what do they want to give and what do they want to achieve, not only for themselves, but in, in, in I think that there's nothing wrong, like I said, you know, of being a for-profit business, making a living. Yes. And I think that I, I feel very, that there's enough for everyone. I don't believe that there isn't, you know, some get more than others and it's not fair. That's not the scarcity mentality that I subscribe to, but, one of the things that I would say to someone is really take a look at what is your value. And one of the things that I encourage my clients specifically is your business is just what you do, but it's not yes. who you are. And I think that as a person, it's important to begin to really assess why do you want to start a business? What do you want to do for other people and really be certain and be open to the possibility that maybe the, that small idea that you had for a business is going to evolve and change based on the market, based on the needs, and then also yes. based on what you can do and surround yourself with the right kind of people that are going to give you the support system and cheer you on. And, and ultimately, also as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, there's going to be people that are going to think you're crazy. They're going to think, why? What are you doing? Don't do that. Yes. Totally. And my biggest advice is 
if the person that's giving you criticism or advice is successful in doing what you want to do, listen to them, listen, accept the advice. But if the person that's telling you you're crazy, that you shouldn't be doing this, and they're not that successful, and they haven't done anything like you want to do, then don't listen to them. <laughs> Everybody has an opinion. Listen yes, to your instincts. Indeed. Listen to, to that voice inside you that tells you that there's more for you and that you can do it. Definitely. That's, that is a good advice because listening to criticism sometimes too, uh, sometimes hinders uh, the business moving forward, especially for people who are dependent on other people's opinion. Uh, I think it it's can be a huge affecting factor to them moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, going back to uh, goals again, would mm-hmm. you say that certain goals has helped you to advance both professionally and personally up to the level that you are now will you say having been clearly goal-driven has been a part of what has pushed you so far absolutely i think that being able to understand where you are going is half the battle now Mm -hmm. i i tell people all the time that Sometimes we set out to to get to a place in life, whether it be our career or life, um, whatever it might be, and, and having a goal. And as we begin the trek or the journey to our goal, we get a lot of things that may sidetrack us. And maybe sometimes along the way, we end up um, getting, you know, saying, hey, you know, although I set out to go here, this is a great place to be. Uh, but I think that being clear, on where you want to go and then you know everybody can and 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 this is the difference between a goal and a dream you can say oh i would like to start a successful business and by the end of the year i want to be able to have 15 clients that and i'm making a great salary and then that can be a great goal for yourself but if you are not actually creating a plan on how you are going to go out and get your clients, how you are going to um, make your business grow, you're not on a daily, weekly, monthly basis checking up to and measuring your success toward your goal and how far you've come and what else do you need to go and really creating tangible actions every day i think that for myself every um people laugh at me so at the beginning of the year i create some goals for the year and for many years one of the things that i've done is i actually write out a list of things that i want to accomplish for the year and every year uh, on the on April 1st, May 1st, June 1st, on the first of the month, I get a little yes. reminder on my calendar that says, it's time to analyze creating Julie's life. And I analyze wow. my little sheet of paper that says, okay, I said this year is going to be the year, you know, for instance, a couple of years ago, I became a triathlete. I ran, I, I did a triathlon. Now, I, I will tell your listeners not to be too impressed because it was not one of those ultra triathlons. It was, <laughs> uh, it was a very small sprint triathlon for women. I mean, I'm not a Ooh. runner by any stretch of the imagination. I have a couple extra pounds to lose. I, I really work. <laughs> 
worked hard in my swimming, but my goal for the year was to become a triathlete. So that meant that wow. my plan, I needed to be a better swimmer. So I needed to go to the to the pool every every day and be able to at least swim and build, hey, I'm gonna swim to the end of the pool and back without losing my breath. Okay, wow. I can do that now. Now I'm gonna do that a couple times and I'm gonna do it in under five minutes. All right, and now I'm gonna do it under four minutes. And every day you're creating a plan and every day exactly. you're measuring. And, and you know what? There were some days that I didn't go to the pool and there were some days that I didn't feel like it. And there were some days that I, I said, you know, I'm gonna swim back and forth in under three minutes in, in, in the length of the pool and I didn't do it. But the goal was still there. And the key yes. is that I went back the next day and I kept exactly. going. If I didn't succeed, I got up again. And it's not about falling. It's about how yes. fast you're able to get back up into the horse and, and do the thing that you said you were going to do. Wow, that's so cool. So how, how was the triathlete? I mean, I'm, de I'm definitely interested in that. How did it go? So I, I, um, I did this race with a group of women, a group of really great girlfriends from all over the country here in the United States. And it's called the She Tries. And it's basically okay. a triathlon for women who it's a very basic small race. It was two miles, you know, not even the five kilometers. <laughs> it was nine miles on the bike and then 500 wow. meters on the swimming. So I okay. trained and I worked, um, I, I, you know, I, 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 there was one point in which I wasn't training as hard and then I got discouraged and then I thought, okay, maybe I'm not gonna do this race. I'm not ready because in my brain, and this goes back a little bit to what you and I talked about in the very beginning, right? In my okay. brain, I have that perfectionist mentality, like, oh, yes. I'm not 100% perfect. <laughs> I, forget it, I'm not doing it 100%, I'm gonna quit. And finally, and I, I work with a coach as well, and my coach said to me, what if you decided that maybe your goal is not to be first, but your goal is not to be last? And just wow. complete it. And I thought, huh. Well, I never imagined that I would be first, first of all, because I was not <laughs> so great. But I, 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 and I thought, you know what? You're right, I'm not gonna be first, but maybe my goal is not to be last. And I'm happy yeah. to say that I was not last. And well, just when I, I was struggling and, and the last of the, and, and actually I fell off my bike as I was doing the running, the, oh. the biking. And I, and I lost some time because of that. And the the one of the one of the guys that you know drives around to make sure that people are okay. Yeah, he saw me cool. fall, and he ran over with his car. And I I was on the ground, and he said, "Are you okay? Let me help you up." And I said, "No, no, I need to get up myself." And I started <laughs> to kind of take a mental assessment and and think, okay. Let me think, uh, all right, uh, this body part works. Yep, I can do this. Yep, that doesn't hurt. Uh, all right, and I kept doing this mental assessment of what's broken or not, right? And I finally got up. He helped me with the bike up, and I thought, all right. Um, and he said, oh, let me t I'll put the bike in the car, and I'll take you back. And I said, no, I'm, go I'm gonna finish the race. And he's wow. like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, just give me a minute. I need to drink some water. I drank some water. And then I thought, okay, I need a, I need something. So I had these uh, sugar power energy jelly beans. So I, okay. I took a couple of those in my mouth and then I pulled my phone 
from my my pouch, which you're supposed to have your phone. I took my phone out <laughs> and I turned on some music and I turned on Whoa. one of these inspiring songs that I have. I said, "All right, I'm ready." And I put the phone back <laughs> and I blasted the music and I said, "I don't care if anybody cares what I'm listening to," and I kept wow. going. Um, and again, toward the when I was doing some of the running, because after you bike, you you know you drop your bicycle and then you start the running part. Wow. And I I, st- I was running with another girlfriend of mine, and as we we were running together, and really like the last, um, I would say half a mile, I thought, you know what? I don't know if my legs can do it, and my legs were saying, yeah. hey, we hurt ourselves. I don't think it can take another step. <laughs> and just as I was about to again give up, all of a sudden yeah. around the corner, all of the other girls that I had gone to, um, that had already yeah. finished the race, actually had run back to where we were and said no girl left behind let's go and they all ran with us and as we were getting near to the finish line they you know they they stopped and they started the cheers on and they moved and and i crossed the finish line and i remember just feeling like huh holy moly i did it right i i I did it (laughs) and and I could not believe it and and uh it it really was uh, and was an experience and i think that some Sometimes it's not so much in coming in first that is the joy, but it's the moments in the journey. So, for instance, for me, in every single part of that event, there was a moment in which I could have said, no, thank you. I'm done. I give up. But it was more about I can do it. I'm going to push through. And I'm going to work my best and give it my all. And whatever my all may be, that's going to make me feel exactly how I need to feel. Totally. That, I mean, that, this um, experience it just applies. It's not just about, you know, it um, applies to uh, one's mindset as well, I think. You know, just having that mindset that, okay, even if you can't get it perfectly the way you want it to, but to just strive hard to at least get it done to the best mm-hmm. of one's capabilities. I think uh, just uh, I was talking about perfectionism the other day and I was like, sometimes it's good to want something to always go right and perfectly, but also sometimes it can go bad when you you always want things to go perfectly. It can start hindering what you actually want to do. What do you think about right. that? Yeah, I think that, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. I think perfectionism is perfect as the enemy to good. And sometimes we, we, and, and, and listen, I'm not coming up with these great ideas or great thoughts. These are thoughts that I've come up that people have taught me and I've embraced from other teachers. And, and again, in my coaching, this is what I try to do, right? I'm not necessarily reinventing the wheel or created something new. I'm giving you the concepts that have been tried and true for a long time. And perfection is the, it is the enemy of good. And sometimes you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be good or you just need to get it done and you need to just just you get that satisfaction again from from getting it done I my dad used to say to me um when when I used to uh struggle with you know not being number one or not hitting a goal and he would say to me honey and he was a baseball fan as I, I am because of him and he was a wow. Yankee fan as as okay. I am I'm you know the New York Yankees are my team okay. and he used to say honey you know Babe Ruth 
and he was the greatest hitter of all time. He's like, but you know what made him great? He had the largest amount of strikeouts. So although he yeah. hit a lot, he yes. actually struck out more. And if it wasn't for the amount of time that he struck out and kept trying and kept doing it, he wouldn't yeah. have had as many hits as, as he did. Wow. So, so just I live trying. with that. Wow. That's that, right. That, that is trying. a good that is a good thing to live with. That is a good um, mentality to keep in mind. You shared that you once walked over 200 miles in Spain on a pilgrimage. Now, that is interesting. What prompted that okay. whole story? So, um, there is an old pilgrimage. It's called the Camino de Santiago. And there are many okay. different roads to the town of Santiago in Spain, in northern Spain. My girlfriend okay. from high school, uh, Dr. Mel, and I have, again, have known each other for so many years. And she, um, we have traveled all over the world together. We have had a lot wow. of really fun adventures. And one day she said to me, hey, have you ever heard of this pilgrimage? I think we should do it. And I thought, Melissa, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And so she, <laughs> she sent me a book. And she told okay. me to go watch this movie. And basically, the pilgrimage, it is, um, the if you go back to the time of Jesus, one of Jesus' original disciples or apostles, yes. the Apostle James, came to Spain to spread the gospel of Jesus. And okay. he, he ended up going back to um, Israel where or or the Holy Land where he was martyred and he was died yes. he died now his okay. disciples the Apostle James disciples it had been rumored that um, they they took his body his his remains and brought him back yes. to Spain and buried him in Spain so for many Whoa. years that had had been um, uh, obviously a, a story nobody really knew and then yes. finally in the in middle ages in the time of the crusades okay. and I, and unfortunately i i don't remember the name but this this uh guy got a dream that said from a saint james and in his dream saint james said hey go to this place this is where I'm buried and where my relics are, I would like you to be, build a cathedral for me. And sure mm -hmm. enough, the guy went and took this pilgrimage and walked over and found the remains of St. James. And since wow. the Middle Ages, people from all over the world and all walks of life conduct the same route and walk the same route that St. James. And there's a couple different routes that he did, but the main route is the yeah. Camino Frances or the French Way or the French Road, okay. and that comes from the French Pyrenees. So my girlfriend and I now, the entire trek in the Camino Frances, it's 790 kilometers or about Whoa. 500 miles. And okay. most people that do it all in one shot takes about 30 to 40 days to be able to do it. But of Jeez. course, my friend is a doctor. I'm a senior executive. So we knew that we couldn't take a whole month off to do oh, the Camino. Exactly. So what we did is we decided to split it into in, in, into into segments, into trips. So okay. we went for the first segment and we did about 100 miles. Um, wow. And one of the reasons, although we were there for almost two weeks, my friend Melissa and I are, are travelers and we really enjoy people and enjoy 
just the moment. So there were times in which a lot of pilgrims, you know, tend to walk a lot of miles and do it. And again, I'm I'm not a very fast walker, but... (laughs) We, we, there were days in which if we met somebody interesting or if we wanted to spend time and lunch in a particular, in a particular village, then we would do that. Right. So, so we, we really enjoyed the process of the walking as opposed to trying to get as many miles under us. Many miles. The second, the second time I went, my, my friend Melissa was not able to come. But I, oh. because I, I, I'm an achiever and I, I, I'm, I'm in for the, I'm in for finishing this pilgrimage, right? And getting to the end, <laughs> I decided that I was going to go. And, and um, my husband said, well, you're not going alone. And I said, all right, well, then come with me because I'm going you know, whether you come or not, right? So my husband <laughs> and I did the second trip, did the second trek. And the experience was just as fulfilling and wonderful. And I was actually going to return this. Uh, and wow. and it's, as a matter of fact this is the week that i was supposed to be in spain completing another portion of the pilgrimage and being that everything has happened the way that it has happened i um yes you know i am not there so again it was a goal of mine and now you know the goal is not coming to pass not necessarily because of something i didn't do but because of the circumstances so in knowing resiliency i know that it's not you know all i need to do is change the timeline of the goal and now the goal has been pushed for the future yes that definitely (laughs) that is an interesting trip to take uh it is fantastic you have your own podcast as well casa de confidence Casa de I like that name. I like that Thank name. Thank you. So what's your podcast about? I mean, I would guess from confidence, for confidence, I mean, from the name, but what? just tell me. Right. More. I think that that's, that's a great question. People, so the Casa de Confidence and a little bit of in the background of the name is uh, my yes. name is DeLuca. My husband's name is Collins. And mm-hmm. for many years since we've been married, we created a hashtag for ourselves for our mm-hmm. home and we call it Casa de Collins, right? D for <laughs> DeLuca and Collins. Yes. So, um, and you know, as as I began this journey into my own um, company and establishing and founding Go Confidently Coaching, it really yes. was a step of faith for myself. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, my husband um, saw is that I certainly didn't know what the outcome, but I was moving confidently forward with my goals and my dreams. And he yes. always knew that I wanted to. He he always knew that I wanted to start a podcast so I had a big birthday this past April so he gave me because I couldn't have a birthday party like I wanted um, because of everything going on he got me the he got me podcasting equipment and he said you've always talked about starting a podcast maybe this is the right time to do it and I thought huh Okay, so we decided to call it the Casa de Confidence because it is recorded between my husband and I at Casa de Collins. But we also, um, I wanted to not be about me and what I can share with people because obviously I I do that through my coaching I do that through any interaction but there are so many amazing women and there's so many people out there that are everyday people that have amazing stories that have accomplished dreams that have accomplished goals that you know 
from the outside, it took some confidence to be able to say, hey, I'm going to move and I'm going to do this. But also, yes. like all of us had doubts. Like all yeah. of us also question, can I do it or not? So I wanted to give listeners the opportunity to hear stories of amazing individuals who have gone out in the direction of their dream and accomplished some of their goals. Wow, that's, that is definitely a great angle. Uh, thank you so very much. I mean, it has been so much fun talking Aww. to you. I've definitely learned a lot. I took more of your time than I intended, but no, not at all. It is such a pleasure to speak to you. You're such a great interviewer. I I, I so <laughs> welcome you. you. Um, I hope that you'll make it. You'll make it a point to be in, uh, come over to Casa de Confidence as well and share a little bit about your journey. But I thank I you so much that. for doing <laughs> no this. Problem. And, you you know, if any of your listeners want to take advantage as well of a free dream assessment, maybe they don't know what their dreams are, or maybe they don't know how they want to accomplish them. If they go to my website, Go Confidently Coaching, they can take advantage and get a free dream assessment. Oh, wow. I think I need to take a dream assessment. Oh, I, would, right. I would definitely go check it out and I do so, hope they yep. go check it out as well uh, you, it's a very, people could speak to you directly I think through your website absolutely yeah absolutely so they can find me at julie deluca collins on facebook uh julie deluca collins also on on instagram or actually instagram is new york red rose too and that's a long story of why that is but casa the confidence (laughs) also it's on all the socials and goconfidentlycoaching.com is the website and they can always find me there all the link to my socials and also um they they can click and actually uh either not only download the dream assessment but they also um select a time in which they can book some time with me for free okay that's good to know Uh, i hope they do make use of that. I know I'm going to be checking it out. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you again for doing this. I think that there's your 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 uh, goal in, 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 in what you're doing to be able to bring to your listeners stories that really impact them and help them. And I hope that I was able to share something that one person can uh, make it part of their day and, and again, go confidently wherever they want to go. Definitely. That is the best notes to end on because you definitely shared a lot. Uh, thank you so much. I hope to speak to you some other time because there's a lot of yes. other things that I would love to learn. So I hope you will mind joining right. me later on in the future. I, I am happy to do that anytime you want to get together, uh, Benita. Thank you so much. And let's get real, right? Yes, let's get real. Thank you for joining me. Okay, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned a thing or two from Julie's experience and I hope you also had fun listening. You can contact Julie if you are interested in personal coaching, both one-on-one or as a group. You can also contact her if you are interested in business coaching, business strategy planning, career shift planning, leadership development, social media planning, affiliate promotion, grant slash proposal content writing, and also podcast planning.
you can get in contact with Julie through our websites at www.goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash speak with Julie. On Instagram, she is at nyredrose2. On Facebook, she is at jdeluca. And you can also listen to our podcast at www.goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash podcasts. On the next episode, I will be talking about perfectionism and you do not want to miss that. So please make sure you listen again, like and share this podcast with your family and friends and subscribe if that is available on the platform you're listening from. If you're listening via Anchor, you can add this podcast to your favorites. You can also leave a comment as I would love to hear from you. And if you want regular behind-the-scenes info, you can follow this podcast on socials. On Facebook, it's at the LGR Podcasts. And on Instagram, it's also at the LGR Podcasts. You can also follow me on Facebook at Luna B Official and on Instagram at Luna B underscore 3. Till the next episode, keep on keeping it real. Bye.